we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today we are virtual broadcasting, virtual podcasting, broadcasting. Same difference, right, Mike? Pretty much. <laughs> and, hey, hey, look, and, and actually virtual might go along with the theme of today's episode as well when you really think about it. It was something I was thinking about when, uh, you know, we're using technology and we're going to be talking to professionals in technology. But let me not give it away too much uh, before we get into the show. But first, I want to remind you guys, check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, all at the handle Henrico CTE. And also check out the website, HenricoCTE.com. Uh, there you can get some information on the Life Ready Expo. This one is focused on the Energy Career Cluster. So visit Henrico CTE for more information on how to get involved there as we're doing our new virtual Life Ready Expo. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. Uh, the podcast is available at any of your favorite podcast venues, the major ones such as Apple, Google, Spotify, and such, and uh, most of the uh, minor ones too. All right, so however you want to listen, wherever you want to listen, we have you covered. Just download uh, um, your favorite uh, listening podcast venue and search Enrico CTE now. And you should be able to find us. We stand out amongst the crowd as, as far as CTE podcast <laughs> go. Yeah, still All the right. only one. Still the only one. Still the only one. Hopefully that'll grow because we gotta get the get the message oh, yeah. out. Need how to get the words. Uh, these CTE programs are across the country. And uh, without further ado, let's get to our guest here, guys. Today we are talking with a trio of Henrico County IT professionals. One of them used to go to our A Center, and today we are speaking with Brian Viscuso, Assistant Director, Infrastructure and Operations; uh, Kevin Pointer, IT Manager; Zane Schultz, um, and uh, a our former A Center student and now IT Support Specialist. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming out and joining us here virtually. Thank you. Oh, thank Happy you. to be here. All thank right. you. Um, so we heard a whole bunch of different titles uh, just then. So what I would like to do is I would like to go around the room and just give us a brief description of uh, basically what your average day looks like, just so folks get an idea of what you actually do behind the title. Okay. And we're going to start with Brian. Well, hi, and thank you very much for Sean and Michael for having me uh, aboard um, on this podcast. I think it's a it's a great story and uh, happy to participate. So thank you. Um, as my title would allude to uh, in IT, I'm uh, assistant director over uh, IT infrastructure and operations, and that's a really long title for I handle all the back end stuff. Uh, we have another assistant director that handles applications and development. So in a DevOps type world, which is probably something you're covering in your CTE, I'm the ops side. And so um, that means the data center. So the data center, servers, storage, networking, virtualization, um, all of those kind of ground level things that support the IT infrastructure here at the county, uh, that comes up through my side of the house. And then additionally, I have the IT support wing. So the service, our IT service desk, of which both Kevin and, and Zane are a part of, report up through me, and also our GIS department um, uh, reports up through me as well. All right, awesome. Databases is something, uh, Mike, that we've heard a lot about recently um, in the past uh, couple of months. Uh, I know Facebook 
just had a database come up uh, over on the East End over there. So, you know, database is yeah. something we're trying to equip our students to be able to uh, move into. All right, Kevin, can we get a little background as to what you do on a day to day? Uh, yeah, my name's Kevin Pointer. I'm the IT uh, manager for the service desk. Uh, Zane, uh, he works for our team. And uh, we, our, our typical day is we're in the uh, break fix business. We're trying to keep people up and running and functional and, uh, you know, being productive in their day to day job and uh, trying to be there as a convenient service for them. We get a lot of calls in through our uh, our help desk call center. We also get a uh, you know a lot of emails and uh, well and we go out and do a lot of hands on touching of machines and uh, fixing break fix type issues. We have you know several projects running almost all the time for you know upgrades and tech refresh and we also handle purchasing as well for the for the county IT purchasing. So um, we stay pretty busy. Um, we've, we handle the court systems and their IT needs, uh, particularly on the, you know, the break fix side, uh, also help with projects in that area too. And Zane got some good experience with that when he was an intern, uh, sh uh, shadowing and working alongside our uh, IT support in the courts area. Um, and now Zane is working with our call center as well and and learning a lot there and doing a really great job so you know that's kind of our day-to-day -day, uh keeping the folks up and running keeping them working and being there as a hand uh to help when people need help with their technical issues all right and so that sounds like that it goes uh, uh for zane as well basically what you just described there kevin to a certain degree oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah. um yeah that's exactly what he does each day all right, so Zane, uh, uh, since uh, Kevin kind of covered that for you, can you, uh, you are uh, one of our alum of our computer systems program. Let's talk a little bit about how you found out about that computer system program and what made you ultimately want to sign up. Yes, uh, I found about the program when I was in elementary school, actually, fifth grade. And oh. we got an opportunity to go on a field trip there. And we got to choose a few uh, classes we wanted to look at. I uh, chose, I think, masonry, auto body, and um, that class, computer systems. And I didn't really know which one I wanted to choose at the time. But when I went to computer systems, you know, they kept telling us, hey, it's going to be something that is always changing and it's going to be something for the future. So that's what really influenced me to decide that class over the other two. Absolutely. And they were right about that. One thing about IT is that it is always evolving and changing and, and really all the fields inside of CTE do that right, Mike. I mean, evolve and change on a constant basis. Oh, well, the, the tech industry is, you know, being a former IT manager myself, it, it, it definitely is moving at lightning speed. There's always new technology around the corner. Uh, real quick, Zane, did, were you able to participate in our uh, one of our summer programs, the uh, um, the summer polytech and be able to experience the uh, the computer technology class there. Uh, I don't think I did. I wish I had known about it. I would have took it, but I didn't hear about it. Okay. I'm still glad you were able to hear about it in uh, fifth grade and then act upon it and then you know eventually. Oh yes, definitely. Yes. Getting a job in the field. And on the topic of breaking into the field, uh, Kevin and Brian, I'm kind of curious how you guys broke into uh, IT. So if you can kind of give us a Spark Notes version 
of how you broke the IG. As abbreviated as you can. And we'll start with Kevin. How did you break into IT? Okay, well, I've always been very interested in technical stuff, even when I was a little kid. Um, but the way that I ultimately got started was <clears throat> I was a musician and I wanted to learn how to record music on a computer. And so I had, and that was in the early days of doing that kind of stuff. So I really had to stretch the technology to make it work. And it made me get really good with IT. And then, um, so then I moved into IT and, and then uh, went on from there. You know, that's basically how I got my feet wet. Right, yeah. I guess there were no Pro Tools uh, when you were starting, huh? No, no, no. <laughs> no. All right, Brian. So uh, give us, give us uh, your career path. Uh, I got here by way of a very different path. <laughs> I, uh, I went to school, actually, like I said before, I was a high school teacher, but I, I was a geologist by trade, a uh, hydrologist more specifically. And so I worked for a company where I was doing a lot of groundwater modeling and data analysis and things like that. So I used computers in my everyday and I got good at it. And I became kind of the in-office computer geek support person, you know, anytime anybody had a problem, it was always, Hey, Brian, can you come over and, you know, take a look or fix this. And, and, um, I guess one of the best things that ever, I, I enjoyed that career immensely, but the company got bought out and I ended up on the street. I got laid off. Right. I was part of the, I wasn't part of the acquisition. I wasn't in that plan. And so I went, um, because I had this and I was living in RTP at the time. So as you know, the Raleigh Durham area is a really hotbed for it. It was just starting up then, and I took some classes in Novell administration, uh, got certified as a certified Novell uh, admin and got snapped up uh, by a contract, a government contracting company right away. And that's that's how I broke in. Awesome. Sounds like uh, you kind of fell into it. Uh, but, you know, you always had you had a growing passion that after, you, you know, you got into the working world. And sometimes that's how it happens. Right, Mike? It's always interesting to hear people's career paths. And we like to do it on this show just to let people know that it's not always a straight line. You know, life throws stuff at you. You have to adapt, and but somehow people end up where they where they need to be, where they're passionate about something. So, well, it's just you know things become available. Things things get put in front of you. It's like you know, just like with your situation with you know with your job and the career you were path you were on. You ended up with an uh, something coming up that kind of changed things and shook things up, and you were able to you know do a little shift to the left and back out and doing it again and going on the new path. It's it happens a lot more than people think of. Yeah, adaptation is definitely the name of the game when it comes to life. So, uh, Zane, uh, once in the program, once in the computer systems program, let's talk a little bit about your experience there. What were you able to learn in computer systems, and what kind of certifications were you able to acquire there? I was able to learn um, basic help desk uh, information that I needed to, you know, do this job that I have now. And I was able to get my feet wet in basic networking security and a lot of it was just job kind of it was kind of job experience you know how to deal with people how to ask questions and who your resources are and we got the opportunity to take the CompTIA A plus certification for free I uh I didn't pass it the first time I was signed up to retake it again but you know the COVID happened and we didn't get to uh, go back and take it, but I'm definitely going to make sure I get that exam taken care of and move on to the next. 
Yeah, well, best of luck to you in uh, the pursuit of that uh, CompTIA A-plus uh, certification. From what I understand, and maybe Brian and Kevin can uh, shine some light on this, that's a pretty important entry-level certification when you're trying to get into IT. Yeah, it definitely does help. Definitely. It, just, it basically shows that you have the basics. Um, and um, it, it, especially if you're looking for a, a job, you know, you can say that, hey, I've done this. Yeah, I think the completion of that certificate, you know, it, yes, it, it shows you have skills, right? But uh, I think, Mike, you probably in your experience know uh, it, 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 there's a lot of people who have lots of certificates, but they're <laughs> they're book smart. They're not they're not uh, actual everyday smart. But I think more than that, though, too, is, is the fact that you're going to pursue getting the certificate shows you have the drive. You have the initiative yeah. that you finish something that you started is, is part of that. And that would go for any certificate, not just the, the, the CompTIA one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, Kevin and Brian, let's talk about some of the skills that you guys think are necessary to succeed in this field. Uh, uh, both of you had some pretty, uh, some pretty uh, have, have some time in the actual field. So what do you think, uh, Brian, are some skills necessary and then, uh, Kevin, I'll uh, wait for your response after that. What are some skills necessary to be successful in IT, no matter where you're going? Well, you know, after all my – I've got 26-plus years in the field. And for me, what I actually look for is not the technical skills. To me, what's more important are the soft skills, the interpersonal skills, being able to do customer service like Zane – he excels at that. He, he, he's like a, a duck to water. I mean, he's, he's just got the right personality for doing that. And you got to have the personal drive, right? You, you've got to want to make, do better for your, both yourself and your customers. That's what it, the IT is a service industry. And a lot of people don't realize that, but it is, a, it's just like working in restaurants or anything else. It's a very service-based. So to me, those soft skills will take you further and faster than your technical skills. Your technical skills will get you in the door, but it's what you do with them once you get there is what differentiates you from your peers and your competition um, and, and will absolutely take you, I think, further. Um, unless you're like a highly specialized um, propeller head in a, in a particular discipline. <laughs> because you got to look at the, the people that you're helping or your customers. And, and I think that in the earlier years, I think that they, you had a lot of people that had technical skills, but they didn't have the personal skills, the soft skills of dealing with individual users in a, in a manner that made them feel comfortable uh, so that you could help them uh, in a better way. Right. But I think that's definitely changing now. So uh, yeah, that, mold, that mold is broken. Um, the, <laughs> the computer nerd in the basement with the low lights and, and their <laughs> hubble and doing their own little thing. That, that's not it. You know, they're, they're, uh, you need your extroverted people because it's a people industry, right? Technology yeah. is just a, solution set for accomplishing goals, but you have to work with people to make that happen. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally becoming a part of everybody's life. And uh, Kevin, what do you think uh, helps uh, someone trying to break into the industry ultimately be successful? Well, uh, I, I also echo what Brian was saying about the soft skills. Um, but I think to add on to that, I think you need to have, when you're dealing with people in a service situation and they are having a problem, and they're trying to get their work done and they're under pressure to get something done and you're there to help them with a what appears to be a roadblock for them, you need to have empathy. I think that's a big piece of it, uh, of the soft skills. You need to put yourself in their place and see the frustration they're dealing with and not just fix the problem, but understand the issue 
overall that they're, they're, they're facing and, and, and try to empathize with them as well as have the technical skills. The, the key is to support what Brian was saying is yes, those soft skills are, are, are very important. Um, another thing I'd like to say too is I found that people who are passionate about IT, who just like it anyway, who if they're passionate about something, they tend to be good at it. You know, if it's, if it's something that they like to do even outside of work, you know, they just, uh, they, it's, it's what they enjoy. So when they go meet that person who's having an issue, it's not a, it's not a chore for them. It's like, Oh, I get to tell somebody about something I'm passionate about and help them. And so I think that, um, I think that's really uh, the secret to success. Uh, in a service-based IT role. The people that do technology outside of work. So if you've got a home lab, you've got more than one PC, you're connecting up things at your house so you can automate and that's it. You, you've yep. got that mindset. You're, you're already there. You've, the half the battle is already won. <laughs> you're, you're in good shape. Right. Well, half of what, uh, what led to uh, you, you getting this uh, job here, Zane, was uh, you were able to participate in our career rodeo. Just talk a little bit, Zane, about what it was like, if you can recollect, uh, actually participating in our career rodeo. And uh, the career rodeo for the folks listening at home is basically we had a huge group of students prior to the pandemic uh, get together and showcase their skills for employers. So it was really like a reverse uh, career night where the employers got to come out and see some of the skills that our students are learning in the classroom. So Zane, just just talk a little bit about uh, your experience with the career rodeo. It's a good opportunity, you know, to uh, show what you know hands-on and how you are with communicating with other people so that you can actually get a job. You know, that was the whole goal of um, taking this class, you know, to get a job right out of high school or career, if you can call it a career. And when I went there, you know, I didn't have the best grades in the class at the time. I didn't I was doing well. I was turning my work in on time, trying my best I could. And the rodeo just, uh, it gave me that extra boost that, hey, I'm just, I'm doing just as well as everyone else, but I just got to keep my head in there and keep going. And I talked to a bunch of people, you know, that wanted to hire me. And I was, I was walking around and people were still coming up to me. And then I talked to Travis and he was from the county. And Travis was like, hey, we're going to offer you an internship. No one else offered me an internship. They just offered me jobs. We want you here. We want you now. But, you know, he offered the internship, and that was um, – that gave me the option to, you know, learn more, not just start a job and be stuck there. It gave me the opportunity to move on, and that's what I liked about that. Oh, okay. So it sounds like you like the, uh, the opportunity to, to try it before you buy it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Travis Farrow, uh, Kevin, that is one of your colleagues. And uh, so just talk about the, the feedback that you maybe heard, Kevin, from Travis when you heard about possibly bringing Zane on board as an intern. Oh, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, Travis uh, had been to the rodeo and he gave me uh, Zane's resume and told me how impressed he was with him. One of the things he told me was um, he says, hey, this this guy was really excited about this and he was doing a really good job and he was helping other people there, um, uh, helping the other techs and the other people. And, um, I said, wow, that's great. I'd love to talk to him. And, um, and then what I, I want to say about what to echo, what 
Zane was saying about the internship, I think the thing that was great about the internship, both for Zane and for us, the county, was Zane uh, got to spend a lot of time uh, being mentored by people who've been in the field a long time, who are, who have strong soft skills, and they he could learn that from them, along with technical skills. And because um, Zane had strong technical skills to begin with, but he got to get um, he got to get some firsthand real life experience alongside seasoned people where I think outside of an internship, they may just say, okay, here's a job. I want you to get this done, go knock it out. But you may not get that, that, that mentorship that he, and I, and it's paid off in spades for us um, because Zane has come in and done a great job. And uh, we, we were able to, you know, train him the way that, works out well for the county as well. So it was a win-win for everybody. Hey, so Zane, uh, can you comment on that? You were able to uh, kind of get taken under the wing by some of the more seasoned IT professionals inside of Hamilton County. How does that affect your day-to-day and what you do today? Yes, it uh, it really took what I learned in the classroom and uh, brought it to life. There were things that I didn't really understand in the classroom, but once I actually got to sit down with someone who has been doing it for a while, I learned like, oh, I know what that is. That's this and that's that. And it really just, it helps you see, is this really for me? You, you get to see what the person you're, you're mentoring under is, if they're going through stress, if they're, where, where they get caught up on problems. You really get to see where they make mistakes and you just, you learn from that basically. Yep, it sounds like, sounds like it's also a huge confidence boost, Mike. I mean, we hear all the time, especially when we're talking to the students, uh, they're worried about getting there and just all of a sudden just not having the skills to keep the job once they get into the door. This uh, internship uh, sort of, it sounds like Zane, installed some confidence in you uh, as you moved into the profession. I'm, oh, yes. I'm sure, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it also in, in helped him with a lot of the, the soft skills because, you know, you can sit there and be in a class and learn all the technical aspects and you can be told that you've got to, you know, and how to interact with, the people that you're helping, but actually being standing there next to somebody who's mentoring you while they're working with the customer, so to speak, you know, working on their hardware, their software problems, you get to see how they're doing it so that you can, it, you're learning even those aspects, you know, those essential skills that uh, a lot of times uh, are not always at the top, you know, listed at the top. You know, you don't look at somebody's resume and looking for the soft skills. You're looking for their practical skills, their technical skills. And and, and, and Zane, I'd like to know when on that aspect of those essential skills, we're also talking, there's a whole lot of conversation in the past months, this summer, about essential uh, careers. How do you think CT affects students like yourself when it comes to the being able to get the skills and the knowledge for those essential careers. How, how do you see that is how did CT help you? It opens up a variety of options. You know, even even though if you take a class or take a program that you don't enjoy, I've seen some students that I've that have been other in other classes than me, they took classes they haven't enjoyed, but they got their eyes open to, you know, other things. They, they talked to me, they talked to some of my other friends in classes and they realized there's other classes and here's what they do. But 
even though if you take a program and you know you're not going to have that as your career you always have a background in something and you can always fall back on that if need be yeah i mean it's what rashawn and i've talked about many a times ct pro you know you take a ct class it's not always about teaching you how to to get ready for that career it may teach you that this isn't the career that i thought i wanted and so it's something you got to try in high school and you don't end up either one in college or two in that career where you're like this is not where i thought this was taking me (laughs) and then (laughs) that's a a valuable lesson in itself right mike i mean knowing what you what you finding something that you like is great but also finding out that this may not be for you certainly saves you some time in the long run um, running up against the clock here because I know Brian has to go, uh, but I want to uh, ask you guys a question in closing, Brian and Kevin. Um, how, have you, how have you guys seen the IT field evolve uh, during your experience here in IT? And uh, what, what do you think we can do to help students adapt to that evolution? Well, for me, the change has been so dramatic. Again, I, I came up you know, Vax mainframes and and programming on punch cards and COBOL and Fortran, um, things that don't, you know, well, Fortran and COBOL are still around, but they're dead for the most part. But, you know, I watched the commercial internet come to life on dial-up modems. Um, and then now we have cloud services, right? PaaS, IaaS, SaaS services. We have things like machine learning and artificial intelligence, you know, things that were only in science fiction books, you know, when I was growing up. And so they're here now, they're very much a reality. And so I think, um, I think for me, for students to succeed, you know, technology is quickly, it's fanning out, right? It used to be fairly narrowed focused and now it's fanning out and there's a ton of disciplines, but within each one of those, there's like swim lanes, right? You, you, you got to kind of choose. And I think, for for folks to be successful, it's okay to come in kind of where Zane is now, you know, kind of this broadband IT support. He's kind of seeing how the IT operations work all together. And then you start picking and choosing, you know, hey, this sounds interesting to me. This is kind of cool, but you're you're going to find yourself in IT quickly finding your swim lane. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be a programmer? Do you want to be a DBA? Do you want to be an infrastructure guy or network you know, tech, you know, those kind of things. And, um, but, but just as Zane said, and actually Rashawn, you referred to it, it's find something you like, right? Cause you don't want to grind. You, you want a job that you want to come to every day and isn't a grind. So if you get into pro, you think, oh man, I love programming. And you know, you're two semesters into it or a year into it. And you're like, wow, I hate this. Get out. But you might like networking. You might like something else, you know. And I think the other thing too is, is IT is no longer that realm of the the geeks, so to speak. There's a lot of cross discipline opportunities. If you're really into math, guess what? Data analytics. Nothing could be hotter than data analytics right now. Uh, and the same thing. There's a ton of room for spatial sciences. Things like um, mapping, right? Uh, and GIS. GIS is another huge opportunity field. Uh, so if, if you like something that's more spatial, there's opportunity for you in IT. So you got to kind of think outside of the boundaries and think, well, I really have an interest that's here. It's not classical IT, but I guarantee you there's a connector to an IT pathway there. You just got to kind of find it. And the, the industry is great that way because it's evolving and changing so fast, as Mike alluded to earlier. You know, what 
what may not be there today, just wait 18 months. It'll be there. I guarantee it'll be there. And so, um, but on top of all that, though, I would say you always have to be mindful of the basics. And that is no things. I know you guys teach these in, in the CTE, like the OSI model, right? You got to know your OSI model. You have to understand the basics of computer design, you know, memory and CPU and all those other things and disk drives and understanding of things, believe it or not, of like binary code, because it all comes down to binary code. If you don't understand or have those concepts wrapped in your mind and understand those, it will make it hard to figure out what's going on because it's always good to understand what's in the background behind a technology to be successful in any part of IT. In in my opinion, those are the building blocks. But I, I guess that's my you know fifty thousand foot uh, view of it. All right, and Kevin. Wow, Brian covered a lot. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, leave you anything? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going back to what I said earlier and i want to re-emphasize this well first of all i want to say the industry has changed a lot in that back in the old days uh well we even even 10 years ago or maybe or, or so i mean it used to be that it was not your entwined in your everyday life it was you know it was at work and you dealt with it at work but now it's entwined in your everyday life particularly young folks uh you know in their 20s or younger I mean, it's like, you know, I look at what my kids do now. I mean, their day-to-day um, involvement in IT is is probably higher than most of, you know, technical people I worked with, you know, 20 years ago. And it's just their day-to-day. But I think the difference here is, um, you know, so what it takes to be successful, going back to what I said before, is you must be passionate about IT. That is the key. Like all the things that Brian was talking about learning. Well, if you're passionate about that, you're going to be driven to learn that stuff because you're going to need it to do all the things you want to do. And um, and I also want to echo what Brian was saying, too. If you get into a field that isn't that you don't enjoy, move to a, a different field in IT and see if you enjoy that. Um, because, yeah, having that passion about um, technology and 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 coming to work every day doing something you enjoy and like that is that is the key to success absolutely absolutely and i want to say thank you so much to uh, brian vascuso uh kevin pointer and uh, my man zane schultz our alum here uh thank you guys so much for joining us here on henrico cte now thank you very much hey, Sean, for having me. all right and uh well, before we close guys I want to remind you to check us out on our social media Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and uh, Facebook, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Don't forget to check out the website, HenricoCTE.com. There you can get more information on the Life Ready Expo. Uh, this uh, expo in particular is going, this section of the expo, I should say, is going to be focused on careers in the energy field, okay? Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. Podcast is available on any of your major and minor podcast venues. So look us up, like, and sh- and. Uh like us and uh, share and subscribe and all those fun things along there so that everybody knows that we're, where we're doing it. Yep. So, you know, when we drop, every time we drop a new episode uh, with some more information like we just got here, you'll be able to uh, access it. All right, guys, that's it for us here. Uh, for Ryan Viscuso, for Kevin Pointer, for Zane Schultz, for Mike Roberts, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone.